In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, This morning in the church, we are celebrating a very interesting and unique and beloved saint of the church, Saint Zinia of St. Petersburg. And her icon is uh, in the uh, square that's there, uh, right in front of the balcony, uh, right up between the, the two windows that are there. And St. Zinia lived in the 18th century, and she was one of those unique individuals who was called a fool for Christ. And I've talked to you a little bit before about uh, fools for Christ. We had St. Basil, the fool for Christ, back in August. Uh, But a fool for Christ is one who, on the exterior, appears to be completely out of it. Who's completely crazy uh, with the, uh, according to the people that were there. And perhaps the people even uh, tried to uh, hush uh, St. Zinia like the crowd in the gospel this morning tried to hush the man who was yelling out to Christ, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. They weren't sure what to make of St. Zinia and the things that she was doing. But ultimately, the fool for Christ is one who, while appears to be crazy and appears like they've lost their mind, that's why they're called fools for Christ. They are actually completely know what they're doing. And they are filled with such great love for God and they are filled with such great love even for their neighbor that they're able to uh, provide a prophetic ministry to the people. And by prophetic, I mean by someone who is able to encourage people to be uh, to repentance, encourage people to turn their life to Christ. And that's exactly what St. Zinia does. But there are a couple of things that I think that uh, St. Zinia of St. Petersburg, a couple of things in her life that I think are particularly good and important for us to remember and to keep in mind in our life. And the first of those things is that she was someone who unfortunately suffered a tremendous loss. And it's good for us to remember that grief is real. And that grief, when we lose a loved one, when, uh, not only when we lose a physical person who is in front of us, but when we also lose the expectation of our life, when we lose that sense of, of that, that five-year plan that we had or that ten-year plan or whatever we thought our life was going to be like, when something changes in that life, that involves grief. And involves a, it, it involves us having to really take stock and relook at our life. And that's exactly what St. Zinia does. We don't know much about her early life. But where we start to begin to know her is when she's 26 years old and she loses her husband. Her husband dies and leaves her as a childless widow. And so she experiences this great loss in her life. Now again, we don't know much about Uh, what sort of life she was living, but we know that her husband was a colonel and that he was someone who was was in the, the army. And so the expectation would have been that she would have lived a nice and peaceful and comfortable life with a steady income and that, Lord willing, she would have had children and raised uh, her children uh, comfortably as well. But when her husband dies, when she's 26 years old, all of that changes. And Zinia begins to realize where she needs to put her attention, where she needs to put her hope. And of course, that is in Christ. And she realizes that all of the things that are her attached, that are the attachments that she has in this world, she needs to jettison. And so she actually begins to give things away. And that's when people begin to think that she's crazy. But St. Zinia, the next thing, while she experiences that grief, 
And that we need to remember that grief and loss are, are feelings uh, that we have very strongly and that they are, are feelings that can push us to be closer to Christ if we allow God to work in them. Senzinia doesn't immediately become a fool for Christ and give away all of her stuff and start wandering the streets of St. Petersburg. She actually gives her things away and she disappears for about eight years from the city. And it, is, it says that in her life story that she actually goes to a hermitage and she joins a monastic community and joins herself to a holy elder in the church so that uh, she can learn and be guided by the faith of the church about how she can take her grief and make it to be something that pushes her into the path of salvation. And that's the second thing that I think is very important for us to remember from the life of St. Zinia. So much of the time when we experience loss, when we experience grief, when we experience hardship, whatever it is, oftentimes our first reaction is to go into our shell, to go into ourselves, to hide from everyone else. When in reality, while we might need to do that for a very short amount of time, when in reality, the most important thing that we can do is to unite ourselves to the church and to find the guidance that we need in order to be able to actually take those feelings, to take those experiences, and allow God to be able to use them for our salvation. But we can't do that by ourselves, unless you are very different from me. Because we need the encouragement of others. We need the wisdom of the church. We need the guidance of the holy elders of our faith so that we can allow ourselves to feel those feelings but to be able to use them to unite ourselves to Christ in a very powerful and profound way. And so St. Zinia went and got guidance. After those eight years, she returns to St. Petersburg, and for about the next 40 years of her life, she lives in extreme poverty, and this is where she is that fool for Christ, where people don't understand what it is that she is doing. She lived, uh, it says that every night... She would go out into a field and she would pray every night, regardless of the season, summer, spring, fall, winter, St. Petersburg, Russia, winter. She was outside praying in the field. She was out wandering, looking for those who were in need of help, those who were in poverty. She didn't consider herself in poverty. People would give her money. She would pass it on to others. She became well-known as a wonder worker in the city because over the course of those many years, it became clear of her holiness, and she began to be able to heal those who would come to her for prayers, especially children, it says in her life story. And even after her death, we read in the Synexarian this morning during Orthros, if you have your Orthros sheet, you can read that there, that it says that people would come to her grave and take a soil from the grave so that they could have a relic of some kind and that they would also themselves be healed until they had to keep putting more soil on her grave because people would take it away. And so she became known for her healing. She also became known for her ability to uh, foretell and see something important for people. She was able to encourage people to be in exactly the right place to be able to meet their spouse. There were a few stories about that in her life. There are stories of uh, someone being able to be in the right place so that they could adopt a child who had just lost their parents due to uh, their untimely death. And so oftentimes people will uh, ask for her intercessions today if they're looking for a spouse, if they're looking for a job, if they're uh, looking for something major, a major moment in their life. St. Xenia is one that people turn to for her prayers.
And so we look to this unique fool for Christ for her example of humility and repentance that began in experiencing grief and loss, embracing that feeling and using it to turn her heart to Christ and accepting the guidance of the church. Now her life, brothers and sisters, might seem extraordinarily crazy for us. Thankfully, we don't all have to go and give everything away and wander the streets of Memphis and be a fool for Christ. There are very few fools for Christ in the history of the church. And so it's not necessary that that's something that we're all called to. It's what Zenia was called to. But what it can begin with is in our grief, in our seeking for an understanding of what God is doing in our life, we can be like the man in the gospel this morning and simply yell out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And when we are able to do that and find ourselves with the guidance that we need within the, church, the Holy Church so that we can use that grief and we can use our loss and use our experience to push us to Christ, like St. Zenia, we will find ourselves living a life of humility and living a life of repentance. And like St. Zenia and like the man in the gospel, we will find ourselves healed. And we will find ourselves made well. Each and every one of us experiences grief and loss in our life. Use that to push us towards a better understanding of Christ. Use the church for what has been given to us for, for the ability to be, have the guidance that we need in this world. Use the church to be able to push us for a life of humility and life of repentance. And brothers and sisters, by the prayers of St. Zenia and all the saints, may we be made well. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>